Welcome back. Episode 3. March 30th, 2019. I woke up this morning feeling blah. I feel my stress level is high. I feel anxious. I could feel the emotional side of all of this getting to me. I cry. I pray. I ask every one of my angels to watch over me. A feeling came over me to stay strong. As I felt that a feeling came over me, I will be helping so many people that has loved ones in the area to help them get theirs fixed. A feeling of those people need me to stay strong, to be wise, to be confident, to get this done. And I'm going to try to do that for all of them. And I'm going to try hard. My emotions are running high. I have to look for the pictures of my angel's casket. I will have to look at them and be strong not to fall apart. Although I remember the day we had laid her to rest, I had nicked her, my, na- my baby E.T., come back home. I remember it like it was yesterday. April 1st, 2019. It's April Fool's. I sometimes wish if this was a bad dream, a bad prank, a bad April Fool's joke, I wish I could just be out of the joke. April 3rd, 2019. Today is the day in which Matt is going to call and talk to Stan to see if Stan has a date for my attorney to meet with their attorney. I'm praying that Matt can get a resolution from them to get this done. At 1 p.m., I haven't heard anything. April 4, 2019. Happy birthday, Megan. Happy what would have been your 20th birthday. We love and miss you every day. And Nana promises. I promise I will get your headstone fixed for you and the rest of them out there. I promise. Today has been a bittersweet day. Between 5.30 and 7 a.m., of course, I'm sleeping. I dreamt that I was laying in bed in the bedroom I have now. My mother, who has come to me before in this house. But early this morning, she was standing at the foot of my bed. She crawled in and laid down beside me. She cozied up next to me and asked me, Are you all right? Before I could answer, I woke up. So emotional. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Megan. Getting my day started, I cry. I laugh. I thought about what has been going on today because of all of this. It's been a bit emotional for me. I have a doctor's appointment at 1.30 p.m. while well, it's at 1. I had to call to let them know I was on my way. I had been looking at the wrong appointment card. I feel so screwed up at times. I have not done that before. After the appointment, I drove to the cemetery to sing happy birthday to Megan. As I drove through, my thoughts were, I wish someone anyone would pull in and go to Babyland 6 West. 
I left the cemetery to go pick Madison up from school to take her to her sports class. She asked, can we go to the cemetery when I get done? I said, yes, we will go out there. When it was time to go to the cemetery, I drove telling Madison about my day and she wanted to go back out to sing happy birthday to her older sister. She and I had come out yesterday and released balloons for Megan's birthday. We were going to get rain, so I knew I had to go out today because it would be too wet to let them off. The day of her birthday, we drove through today to sing happy birthday. April 3rd, 2019, we released balloons today. April 4th, 2019, we drove through and sang happy birthday. As Madison and I finished singing, we were sitting there looking straight at the headstones. A Camaro pulled up and it stopped near Babyland 6 West. We watched as a woman got out of her car and went to her trunk to retrieve flowers. I told Madison, I need to get out and at least talk to her if she goes to Babyland 6 West. Madison looked at me and said, yes, you do. We watched the woman walk toward Babyland 6 West and I got out of my car. I walked toward Megan's headstone looking over to the tree where she's at. After a few moments, the woman looked back at me and said, hello. I said, hello, how are you? She said, I'm doing good. I said, I don't want to bother you with what you're doing, but if we can talk about a situation out here, that would be nice. She replied, yes, that's fine. I paused. I asked her, do you find anything odd out here? She said, no. She said, I know because of the tornadoes we've had in the past, the storm had knocked headstones over and they came out and set them back up. She said, I called and talked to Linda and told her they were knocked out of place. She went on to say, it's always soppy out here after it rains and some of the headstones are off the concrete slab. She said, I saw on the news about the floodwaters flooding it out, out here about a month or so ago. I said, yeah, it does. But my concern is the headstones are not where they should be. And all these headstones should be on the other side of the tree. I told her back in 2015, we had floodwaters, May 7th, 2015, to be exact. On May 9th, I came out and the headstones were not where they should have been. She said, I don't think beep is out of place because I have always pulled up to the street and walked back to see her. I said, I really hope she hasn't been moved. I thought, but I know 100% that Megan and a lot of these others have been. And right now I'm trying to prove it. My thoughts. I didn't say it to her. I told her, I came out here January of 2015, February 2015, 
March, and of course, April of 2015. Nothing was wrong with anything out here. May 9th, I found the floodwaters had moved the headstones to where they are now. I said, my baby used to lay by the tree. She said, wow, you have a good memory. I said, I know 100%. I have the pictures to prove it. She said, I just never really paid attention and I don't have any pictures. She asked me, when you look at the pictures, will you look to see if beep is out of place? I said, yes, I will. I told her there's a possibility that your baby's is not. But in my mind, I'm thinking there's a big possibility that it is. I even mentioned to her about the tree. They said they cut down. I told her it may not have, I may not have thought much about this until they pointed out the tree they cut down and it didn't match up to where the tree stood, even if there was a tree there. I mentioned about the tree to see if maybe when she called the city and talked to Linda, Linda may have told this lady the same thing, but this lady didn't know anything about the tree. She said, I don't know. I just don't pay attention. I asked her, can I have your name and number and I could call you as soon as I find out? Not that I have any doubt, but I have to prove it for everyone, not just us. And my thoughts. She said, yes, you can. I walked toward my car to get a pen and paper to write her name and number down. She followed me over and gave it to me. She said, if I don't answer, leave a message because I don't answer numbers. I don't know. I know that because I don't either. I said, I will and thank you. As I sat in the car, she returned to hers and she drove off. I did too. As I pulled out the cemetery, I said to Madison, earlier when I came out here, I asked for someone, anyone to come here to Babyland West. And we came back out here and this woman pulled up. I said, my angel answered my prayer. I said, Megan sent her. I thought about it driving home. I hope I didn't say too much to her. Then my next thought was, I don't care who knows. I deserve to help the rest of them know. The day was almost over. I didn't hear anything from Matt yesterday or today, so I know he hasn't heard anything from Stan. Whew, this day was tough. It's so emotional, it's so stressful. It's controlling my life. I have to stay strong because I know Megan is not the only one that needs to be fixed. There are a lot of headstones out of place and they all need to be moved back. I just said to myself, something keeps me fighting this to get it fixed. So I know it's meant to happen and it's meant for me to get it done. And by God, I'm going to do that. April 5th, 2019, Friday, the end of the week. I did not hear anything. I will wait. I'm not going anywhere. 
And I came to a conclusion, it doesn't matter how many people I say a word to about any of this, because the bottom line is it needs to be fixed. April 9, 2019, Matt had mentioned one time when I talked to him that over the next three weeks, Dan is supposed to set up meetings for my attorney and their attorney to talk about the laws of what we can get done. It's been about a week already. We are into the second week. I haven't heard anything from Matt and I don't know how to take it because all the times before when they were to do this or do that, they have failed to do it, even to return phone calls. I'm trying to stay positive that Matt has met with their attorney, hopefully a couple times by now, maybe, Maybe we can get this resolved. April 11, 2019. Gosh, I feel so frustrated. I'm stressed, waiting to know something, anything. I try to think positive about all this, but it just shoots out the window when it's like they're playing games. So much time is gone by and there's still nothing done just back and forth of them not returning phone calls misleading us that they're going to do something and don't do it it makes me so damn mad so disrespectful tomorrow's the second week of them calling matt to set up appointments to meet to see what's legal to do in this situation haven't heard anything yet I don't know if Matt has heard anything or if Matt is sitting still waiting to get a call from Stan. I hope, I really hope they are doing their part. April 12, 2019. I really hope they have been communicating with my attorney. I haven't heard anything from him either. So to me, this doesn't sound good or look good. Fingers are crossed. 5.10 p.m. I didn't hear anything today. One more week. April 13, 2019. My day started. Madison said to me, do you want me to get Megan's baby photo album out? I looked at her for a minute, dreading the day among everything else, I would have to relook and relive the day we buried our angel. After a deep thought of it, I said, yes, if you want to. She said, I can look to see what pictures there are of her casket if you want me to, and you don't have to face it right now. I said, I will look at my baby once you get the photo album out. She went into the closet and pulled out the tub of photo albums and pictures and we looked through it. I saw a picture of her little E.T. face laid in the casket. Of course, I'm not going to share that with everyone, but I do have two pictures that are perfect view of her casket. I skimmed through the album and found a picture of the whole viewing area. 
There are two trees in the picture and our family by the tree that's still standing there. And like I have said, the area to the south of hers was an open area. It had stayed open like that too for years. As I'm looking through the photo album, I start to cry, of course. A few thoughts came to mind and I know, I know with all my heart that her headstone is not where it should be, along with a lot of them. I am hoping that the end of this is coming soon. I pray it will be over. April 15, 2019, the beginning of the third week. Please let it all work out or we can get this resolved. I did not hear anything from Matt today, so I know he hasn't heard anything from Stan. April 16, 2019. This is the last week, the third week of the city attorney meeting with my attorney. I feel a little stressed because I haven't heard anything these past weeks. I'm stressed because one, I don't even know if they have met, if they are meeting, if they've even talked. I really hope they have, but the examples they have set over the past years, I want them to have, but I don't really think they have. Two, why didn't they have the consideration of all this back in 2015? I didn't hear anything today. April 17, 2019. Two more days is all I keep thinking. Really hoping over the past weeks that their attorney has talked and met with my attorney. Damn, I haven't heard anything today either. April 18, 2019. I am stressed even more. The day before the end of the three weeks, and I know if I don't hear anything from Matt tomorrow, I will call him on Monday. April 19, 2019, didn't hear anything. Happy Good Friday. April 22nd, 2019, Monday. I didn't hear anything today. I don't know if that's a good sign or not. If Matt doesn't call me tomorrow, I will call him Wednesday. April 23rd, 2019, 1.49 p.m. Matt called today. I'm excited to hear from him. After all, we've been waiting three weeks for the city attorney to meet with him, Matt, to get this resolved. It's so disappointing to find out after all this time not anything is being done. Oh my gosh. I'm so frustrated. I'm so mad. I broke down and I had to cry to Matt. My gosh, I shouldn't have to feel this way. I just wish those people would have given it some consideration when this first started. Showed some compassion. But all we got was put off, misled, disrespected. I'm not waiting anymore for them to get off the pot. It's going to be a long dragged out fight, but it's already been dragged out. 
So let's do it. Matt said, we are not waiting for them to get back to us. I said, okay, good. He said, I'll call Stan and see what's going on. He said, I know you and your family have talked about having her dug up. I said, yes, we have. At the beginning of all this, my daughter said to do that, but I didn't want to do that. He said, what do you think or how do you feel about it now? I replied, I believe that's going to be the only way. They don't seem to want to help or do anything to help. So yeah, maybe that's the only way. Matt said, I know you said when you called a couple years ago that it was $2,300. I said, yes, that's what they quoted us. But if we are going to do that, we're not going to move her to another cemetery. I will check it out if we could have her dug up and then see if it's possible to have her cremated. Matt said, is that possible? I said, I don't know, but I will call a funeral home and find out. I will not call beep, beep, though. I will call another one out of the area. Matt said, all right, yes, do that and ask them these three questions. Can it be done? Two, how much? And three, what's the process? I said, all right. Matt said, let me know what you find out. He said, I'm going to go back in my notes and write them up so we will be ready for, for them. I said, I have a timeline written up from day one of all of this. He said, you do? Oh, of course you do. I chuckled and said, yes, I have written a book that was released last February, and maybe one day I can write a book about this. He said, can you send that to me? Can you send it to me by email? I said, yes, I can do that. I said, it has all of it in there though. And to some, it may be mumble jumble, but to me, it's what's happening and my emotions. He said, those are your feelings and they should not be compressed. I cried to Matt. He said, I will send you an email message so you will have my email address and you can send your timeline. I said, okay, and thank you, Matt, and I will send that to you. He said, all right, Emily, call the funeral home, send me the timeline, and we will go from there. I said, all right, thank you, Matt. We hung up the phone. At 2.37 p.m. today, I called the funeral home to find out what the process was or even if it's possible to have it done but I am going to have to have her deterred and cremated. To prove it to these people, I'm not playing around. It's not right out there at that cemetery and they know it just as much as I do, but they don't want to do anything to help the situation. After I called the funeral home, I called Matt back at 3.01 p.m. to let him know it's possible. A note to Matt. This is what the lady on the phone said to me. She's going to double check with her boss and get back to me. She said it's a process and take some time. B said, we need to get two permits. We need the city to sign off and a medical examiner. 
She said, then we will do the disinterment. It's the opening and closing. Then we will cremate her. It's $250 for the permits, whatever the cemetery will charge for opening and closing, $200 for the filing of cremation, $300 for the cremation. The note to Matt was so. The day I sent my timeline to Matt for him to see the dates and times of what took place over the past coming up on four years, and then the estimate of what the cremation would cost. 20, April 24, 2019, 9.48 a.m. Beep called today to let me know the process after she talked to her boss. She gave me the price list. 1,295 for the basic service fee, 300 for the cremation fee, 200 for the medical examiner, 150 for the, tr the treatment, 325 the removal fee. And she was going to call the vault company to see what or if they have a fee for opening the vault. And she's calling the city to see what their process is. She also said she would call the health department. She said the funeral home was willing to waive the fee of the cremation because she's an infant. I said, all right, thank you. We talked a bit longer and hung up. At 9.56 a.m., I called Matt to let him know what he said about the process. He's in court. He is to return my call. The lady on the other end asked if there was anything she could help me with, and I said, I had talked to Matt yesterday about calling a funeral home, and she called me this morning to let me know what the process is, and she said she was going to call the city and I didn't know if it's all right for her to do that or not. The lady said, I don't think there would be a problem with that. Yeah, I don't see why she couldn't. I said, okay, I was just checking. She said, yeah, I think that would be all right. I thanked her and we hung up the phone. Matt called me back at 11.52 a.m. He said, Emily, you did an awesome job on your timeline. He said, I even went back to match the dates and the time of the moment you told me about when I first started working with you. And they all matched up. I said, thank you. I know some of it's just my feelings, but that's how I feel. And I told him what he said about the process and B was going or may have already called the city and I wasn't too sure if she should or not. He said, yes, let her call. Then maybe they will know we are not messing around with them anymore. I said, all right. He said, I'm going to call the city. The phone died and he called me back at 12.04 p.m. I said when we were both on the line, all right. Matt said, I'll call and see if Stan is in and let him know we are fed up. I will let you know what's going on as soon as I know. I said, okay. He also mentioned to call beep 
and ask her, can we come to attend the groundbreaking? And can we attend the funeral home when they take her back there? April 26, 2019, 1.14 p.m. Matt called because he didn't want the weekend to go by and leave me hanging. I so appreciate that. He told me again what a great job I did on my timeline. I feel really proud of myself for it too. Matt called to say, we are done with Stan. I said, okay. He said, it's done with Stan. I said, okay. He said again, we are done with Stan and I'm so damn mad. I said, okay, fighting back tears. I'm so happy to hear these words. I was done with Stan a while ago, but I know we had to follow the process. Matt said, Stan has done nothing he was supposed to do. He has forgotten conversation. He loses my phone number, which was all a bunch of shit. I agree. Matt said, we are not waiting on him no more. Stan is in the early phases of retiring and he's putting us off onto the new city manager. Beep, beep. I did call him and the lady on the phone said, beep is not in, but she will let him know to give me a call back. Matt said, I don't believe the lady was trying to lie about him being there because I didn't say anything about why I was calling. I said, okay. I said, you know, the same thing Linda did when Stan said he gave Linda a job to hire a surveyor. Then the next time you talk to Stan, he said, Linda retired. Now Stan is retiring. Wow. Matt said, yeah, that must be their MO over there. But we are done and we are not waiting around anymore. I said, all right. We talked about the web page, Google Earth. He said, you can view anywhere for anything. He asked, do you have my email? Without thinking before I answered, I said, no, but I do have it. Matt said, I will send you an email with the links and you can view it yourself. I said, okay. We talked a little longer and hung up. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that this new guy calls us back and proves not to be like Stan. April 30th, 2019, 2.19 p.m. Matt called, I missed his call. 2.26 p.m. I called Matt back. Matt said, I've spoken to beep, beep, Yesterday, Monday, April 29, 2019. And today, April 30th, 2019. He said, I was a little rough on beep yesterday and I let him know of Stan's actions. Today he said beep was better and he's going to set up an appointment for May 13, 2019. Matt and I, Mr. Beep, their attorney, and he said, 
Stan will be there, but it's not set in stone. And of course, Mr. He didn't have any idea what was going on. I may have to beg to differ though, because when I wrote letters to the councilman back in 2017, Mr. B, E was one of them I sent a fax letter to. I am going to double check back on my papers and notes to be sure, but I'm thinking I have seen his name before. Matt said, B is going to call us back when he sets the appointment. He asked, did you view the webpage? I said, yes, we did. It's amazing how you can view anywhere. Matt said, yes, it is. I concentrated on looking at poles and other trees. I said, I was interested in finding out when they cut down the other tree. And I think we pinpointed it to between 2010, 2011. Matt said, very good. We talked about Stan retiring and he didn't mention it until now. I said, just as Alinda did. Matt agreed. I told Matt, I'm thinking about that Stan, Linda, and Mark were all involved in this, and Stan and Linda are going to retire and leave Mark holding the bag, when I feel all three of them should be held accountable. Matt agreed. I asked Matt, should we still go forward with the funeral home, or should we wait until after the meeting? Matt said, I don't think the funeral director will have their permits and documents in place before we go. So just proceed with it. He said, I do think though, that before we do it, we need to let them know, which I agree with him. Matt said, B was going to call me back to let us know the time this afternoon or tomorrow, and you will be the first to know. I thanked Matt and hung up the phone. I'm hoping he calls back and doesn't play out to be just as Stan was over the past four years. May 1st, 2019, 11.08 a.m., Matt called. I called him back at 11.09 a.m. He said, we have an appointment at the city hall, same building as we met Stan, same area, second floor, May 13th, 2019 at 9 a.m. Pat said, <clears throat> get all your documents together. I have the times and dates of our information and the admittance Dan gave us. It will be just like last time. I think he said it will be me, you, Mr. Beep, their attorney, and Stan. I said, Stan's going to be there? I thought he retired. Matt said, well, he said Stan would be there, and he isn't going to like what I had to say about him, but hey, it's the truth. I said, yeah, it is, not knowing what he said to Mr. B about Stan, but I know Stan and his actions over the past years, and he's a dumb he, he's a, he, well, you know where I'm going with that. Matt said to, I'm sure he couldn't remember Mark, he, name. He said the other guy, the groundsman. And I said, Mark, he, 
Matt said, yes. He will know, too, that we're not playing around. I said, no, we aren't. And it's good he knows. It's been frustrating, and they have brought feelings out of me I never knew I had. Matt said, Emily, I want to truly apologize for not doing more for you. You have done this all yourself. I said, Matt, I said, when I hired you, I just needed you for the legal representation. And I appreciate everything you have done. He said, I wish I could have done more. He said, but if you do sue for money, the people out there are going to fall like dominoes. I said, well, maybe they should. I said, the man that referred me to you had helped me along the way on different advice, and he told me not to mention his name, and I'm going to forget his name. But I appreciate everything he did for me before hiring you. Matt said, you're not going to be able to forget him. Him and I have been friends for years. I said, no, I won't forget him, but he's the one that told me when I got to this point to sue them first and let the others follow. I said, so let the dominoes fall. I didn't ask for this when all this started. We wanted it fixed. Matt and I talked a little longer and we hung up. Now I'm working on my timeline and blowing up my pictures. Wish me luck. May 1st, 2019. My daughter and I went to the health department to receive Megan's death certificate. We needed to have her deterred. They didn't have it on file. 10.17 a.m. Nicole called beep, beep, funeral home to see if they had a copy and why they didn't file it. She talked to a lady named Beep. Beep said, I would have to go out and look in the shed for the file that goes way back to 1999. Nicole said, all right. Beep said, I will give you a call back by lunch. Nicole said, all right. 11.08 a.m., I missed a call from Matt. 11.09 a.m., I returned Matt's call. We talked about what was going on today and how the birth board death certificate was not filed back then. I asked him, what is it to get it court ordered? Matt said, it would be nothing. It's just filing a petition, and as long as no one objects to it, it goes through. I said, okay. By lunch, we didn't hear anything back from beep at the funeral home. So Nicole called again at 11.57 a.m. And another lady told her, beep was out of the office. So we assumed that beep was in the shed looking for the documents. At 4.43 p.m., beep, beep himself called Nicole back and told her that he asked first, what are you trying to do? And, and asked why she needed the documents that dated back so far. Nicole told him, we want her out of there. My mom has messed with the city people for way too long and still 
they don't want to do anything to fix it. For some reason, my mom has taken pictures over the years, and we want Megan out of there. B said, I know all the people at the city hall. Did you go out and probe the area? Nicole said, yes, my mom did probe where they said they cut down a tree, a tree that never was there. And no tree stump is there. She even went on, she even went and probed where the other tree was before it was cracked in half and did cut down the tree out. But it's nowhere near where they said they cut down a tree. Beep, beep, said, I could go out there and probe for you. I can get my text to go out and probe where her body is and where you think she should be. I could do it free of charge. He said, I don't have a death certificate because back then they didn't file a death certificate on someone that wasn't six months pregnant. He said, not to be disrespectful, but there was nothing there. She wasn't anything. Nicole said, we still want her out of there. B said, well, I can get you the documents I do have and see if that can help you. Nicole said, all right. She said, I will mention it to my mom about your offer and get back to you in a couple days. B said, all right, let me know and I will be willing to help any way I can. Nicole thanked him as they hung up the phone. 5.37 p.m. Beep, beep, called back to let Nicole know she could pick up the copy of the documents whenever she was ready. Nicole told them, I will be there in the morning. May 2nd, 2019. Nicole and I went to pick up the documents. 1.18 p.m. this afternoon, I called beep at beep funeral home to let her know that we did not get a death certificate because beep, beep, said they didn't file one back then for an infant that wasn't six months conceived. I asked her, can we still get it done without the documents? Beep, said, I'm going to call the health department and I'm sure we can, but I will double check. I said, all right. I will send it to your email, the deed and the documents we collected this morning from. Beep, beep. She said, all right, I will check and let you know. I thanked her and we hung up the phone. We went at 4.47 p.m. to send her the email. This evening, I'm sitting watching TV. Maddie's getting ready for bed between 10.30 and 11. She said to me, I have been going out to that cemetery since be I began to walk. And I remember holding mommy, mommy holding me up to put wind chimes in the tree above Megan's plot. I said, you remember that? She said, yes. I said, because yes, you used to hang the wind chimes in the tree. I thought it was a very nice memory Madison has about her older sister. Thank you, Madison, for that memory. May 3rd, 2019. 
Waking up this morning, I'm so emotional. My phone goes off as if I have a message at 6.03 a.m. It was a picture of a white cross. My friend Patty sent it to me as she drove through Knoxville, Tennessee on her way to Michigan from Florida. I love the picture. I believe that's exactly what I needed. May 3rd, 2019, 9.26 a.m. I called B to ask her if she received the email with the documents. B answered the phone and said, B was off today, but I will call her and ask her if and when she will either call you back or email you with a yes or no. I said, all right, and of course I thanked him and we hung up the phone. May 7, 2019. Yesterday I finished a rough draft of my timeline for the cemetery case. Today I just finished putting my pictures in my timeline. I believe I will be able to express my concerns with the city people on Monday. May 13, 2019. My day to finally show a fresh set of eyes and what I've been saying over the past four years. And by this time, it will be four years. May 9, 2019. Four years ago, all this time has passed. All the city had to do was just care. It's been frustrating for me. It had stressed me out stressed me out to the point I felt like I was drowning. It's made me mad. It's made me weak. It's consumed my time. And I know I have a way to go. But if I had to do it all over again, I would. I will go to the meeting May 13, 2019, four years, four days. Megan's birthday is... 4-4-1999. I know my angel is cheering me on. I know they all are. Leaving the ortho today, Madison had an appointment, and I drove down a different street coming back home. I turned down a street, and I saw a funeral home on the right of me. I looked up and saw the name of the funeral home, and it's the one that's helping me to get Megan out of the cemetery. Good positive signs all around me today. I'm holding on to the feeling of I'm on the right path to prove my case and I feel really good about it. Before all this is over, I need to reassure everyone about this situation. <clears throat> the city needs to write a paper, a newspaper article to let the public be aware of the situation where and when it happened. The city needs to write everyone in the cemetery family members a letter to let them know of and aware of the situation. Then the guilt of all this isn't on me. They can clean up their own mess. May 11, 2019. Today I feel as though I need to share this with someone. As I'm standing in the shower, lathering up to rinse off, I looked down at the water and in the suds of the tub, I saw a footprint, bright footprint. 
I had to ask, is that you, dear Heavenly Father? I believe it was. Thank you for being here. Thank you for walking with me. Two more days. Guide me. Watch over me. Bless me to stand strong and to be wise with my words. <clears throat> to have the knowledge to not let the city people bully me. Thank you. Amen. I finished up the last little bit of things that needed to be done before our appointment on Monday. Getting my papers in order, getting their papers in order, stapling papers to papers that describe the pictures. I couldn't wait to show my evidence and I hoped they would look at it in concern instead of defense. A fresh set of eyes was what we need to get this resolved. Thank you, Mr. B. Happy Mother's Day. Mother's Day, I have had a really good day. I'm trying to stay busy and trying not to think about tomorrow. It does no good to think about it. Thank you for all the happy day, Mother's Day wishes. I heard from all my babies. I heard from all my babies today. I did have a good day. I'm good as long as there are others around. But the minute I'm left alone, I start to cry. And I am trying really hard not to do that. May 13, 2019, 9 o'clock a.m. Today's the day of the meeting with the new city manager. And I believe the city attorney will be there too. I arrived at the city hall about 18 minutes early. I sat in my car for about five minutes, this, this time to gain my composure and I pray I did not start crying. I prayed to God and my angels to help me get through this with a good outlook when it's over. I walked in the door and looked around. I didn't see Matt, so I sat down in a chair near the main entrance. As I sat there, I watched Stan go up the steps <clears throat> towards beep, beep, office. I thought he had retired, but I think Matt did say he would be here. I waited about 12 to 15 more minutes when Matt walked through the door. We walked up the steps together to enter beep, beep, office. The receptionist let beep know we were there. We walked in introducing ourselves. Stan sat across from the table from where I sat down. He's not in the captain's chair no more, but anyway, we sat down and Matt was talking to the city attorney about not seeing him for a long time. They exchanged conversation for a matter of a couple minutes. Stan did reach his hand over to the table to shake my hand and introduced himself. I pointed at him and said, yes, I know who you are. I shook his hand anyway. Matt went on telling the new city manager and the city attorney why we were there. Matt told them that I have been trying to get something done since May of 2015. So maybe today we can find some kind of resolution. He went on talking about what had happened and then said, they have even made her think she's crazy. I said, these people have put me through hell. 
And I know things like this take time, but over time, nothing is being done. May 7, 2015, we had floodwaters. They had even closed the street off. On May 9, 2019, I drove to the cemetery to make sure everything was all right, as I have for the last 20 years after a storm. It had water laying all over, and I couldn't find Megan's headstone. I stood on the street in shock and saw her vase along the fence line. I waited in water to pick up her vase. So I turned around, I saw her headstone, but it wasn't where it should have been. Not where it was a couple weeks ago or years prior before the floodwaters. My daughter and I started calling the city on May 11, 2015. Linda would say she would send someone out there, but I really don't think anyone was sent out there. I told Beep and the city attorney that he had made call after call and no consideration of any calls returned. The following spring, 2016, visiting the cemetery, all this time nothing is being done or a returned phone call. We start calling again. I finally got a meeting with Stan at the cemetery and I told him I have pictures of the area and I have taken pictures of Megan since 1999. Stan replied, he thought he had some pictures too and we set up an appointment to look at them. I agreed, but the meeting was so far and in between because it went back to not returning calls and misleading us. Then I did get a meeting with Stan, Linda, and Mark at the city hall. That's when they started saying they cut down a tree, a tree that never stood there. On that day, we were at the cemetery talking about what had happened and they took defense. So I told them I, to have a good day and I walked away. Stan followed me to his car asking me to give me the pictures, give him the pictures. I told him no. As we both arrived at my friend's truck where my friend was sitting waiting for me for my safety, I told the city manager and their attorney then, Stan asked my friend, do you believe the headstones have been moved? As I went to say, and my friend told him, no, not just one or two have been moved, a lot of them are moved. Stan interrupts and says, that man didn't say anything to me. I said, yes, he did. And when he said that there was more than one or two that had been moved, you walked away from his truck. He said again, he didn't say anything to me. I said, well, he's downstairs in his truck. I can go get him and we can ask him. Stan motioned his hand as for me not to worry about it, red in the face. I said, I will show you my pictures in a minute. I said, I really think they thought it was all fun and games. I would call the city hall and when they would answer, their name would be something different. And then when they would find out it was me, it would be something totally different. I would ask, who am I speaking to? And the lady would reply, Joe. Matt went to say, we are in the process of having her dug up and she did not want to do that. She just wants the headstones moved back to where they should be. 
but we have not get, gotten any resolution in four years. Four years, four days, today. The city attorney handed Matt a form, paper, that they used to do a treatment. Matt asked, we can do this and there will be no problems doing it. The city attorney said, no, we have done them before and there will be no problem. The city attorney asked, is she in a vault? I said, I don't know. I don't know if she, it was law back then. I said, I do have pictures of her casket sitting on the pillar at the gravesite and another picture of the casket at the funeral home. I said, I had to locate those pictures so we can identify her coffin when we do get to dig it up. I pulled the two pictures out of the cas of her casket out of my bag and I showed them too. He, Stan and Matt, they looked at them. We still don't know if she's in a vault. Matt brought up, meeting Mark at the cemetery and where the surveyor said the headstone should be was even further away from where the headstones are now. And my client did not agree with where they marked it at. I showed them the pictures of her funeral and where the two trees stood. And of course, Stan had to comment. Are we looking at it from the east? Matt said, yes. I said, from the street, okay, east, west. I mean, the tree hasn't moved. The street hasn't moved. My thoughts in silence. And I'm only being a smart ass about the east-west thing because when he, this first started, Stan said to me the first time I met him at the cemetery, he told me, you're looking at it from the east and I'm looking at it from the west. Either way, pictures don't lie. They keep the same location. Matt even mentioned that we have even thought maybe they buried Megan in the wrong place back in 1999. I beg to differ though, because in the picture of the day of her funeral, it showed the two trees and she's behind the tree. And the other tree was across from the beep headstone. Matt said, she knows. She has been out there. She spends time out there. She has lunch with her. I said to drive through on some days to sit on the benches, benches and visit with her, have lunch with her. She has always been behind the tree. I even mentioned to them, just because a person isn't right in front of my face, I love them and spend time with them. Even if it was just to sit with her, have lunch with her, talk with her, cry to her, share a chocolate bar with her. But that's just me. I told them, I find peace of mind there to be able to sit on the benches to relax and sit and listen to the birds. But you can't do that at most times because it's always flooded out there. Stan said then, well, have you been out before the floodwaters? I said, yes. I was there in January, February, March, April because of the holidays and Megan's birthdays in April and everything's good. Until May 9th when I visited after the floodwaters on May 7th. Matt said, this is all we can do to find where she's at. We have to find her. I even mentioned that Megan's sister, which was three in the picture, Madison, mentioned that she remembers mommy picking her up and hanging wind chimes in the tree. 
I said, and she is now 15. Then I pulled out the pictures and I really wanted to express the tree being cut down. Day of the flood picture came first and I explained that this was what it looked like when I arrived at the cemetery that day. No tree in the picture on May 9, 2015. My daughter called, started calling the city. I started calling the city and they had no respect for a return phone call. It was just a big runaround. We were just being misled. Second picture, Easter 2016. Almost a year later at Easter time, I had put a pink bunny on it and an Easter egg that sticks up out of the ground by Megan's headstone. Her vase hadn't been put back on it this time because I had been waiting to get it fixed. No tree in the picture. Before I could go to Halloween picture in 2016, Stan interrupts and said, we did cut down a tree. My thought was, I wonder how Stan knew for sure they cut down a tree. Because when we had the second meeting at the city hall sitting around the table, Stan asked Mark, you cut down a tree, right? And Mark put his head down toward the table and said, uh-huh. I said, you may have cut down a tree, but it wasn't my baby's tree. Stan just looked at me red in the face. I said then, I put my finger up and I said, wait one minute. And I told him, this is the picture of Halloween with her pumpkin on her headstone. Third picture is of Halloween, the month of October. We had put her pumpkin on her headstone, but in the picture, there's a big dirt pile. After they said they cut down a tree. Then we talked about the tree. They persistently kept saying they cut it down. I showed them the picture of the ground being probed where the tree was cut down. No tree stone. I showed them the picture of the ground being probed where a tree should have been if there was a tree stone. No tree stone. No tree in 2015. No tree in 2016 at Easter, but there's a dirt pile at Halloween in 2016. Stan's face was beat red. The city meeting continued in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Stay kind with your words.